Hey there, Max. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. Well, I guess that means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's start the show. All right. So, um, we we had our our second annual um, It's Pretty Okay podcast um, spring retreat. Um, and, I think uh, a retreat reminds me of something good. Uh, I think a retreat, actually, there's another definition of retreat, and I'm someone who, who recently read a Civil War book, which I'm pretty sure I've mentioned on the podcast before, and you could view it that way. Um, not, not everyone made it back. Um, it's just Max and I this week. Sean is fine in a way but he couldn't be with us tonight and uh it was it was really a struggle to to be here um you know just 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 in spirit and everything else good news is i don't watch any sports anymore because sports are dumb yeah sports are dumb my my suggestion to to anyone listening who is who is thinking of maybe convincing a counterpart to to share the the what i've heard is maybe a wonder of having um children in in some capacity or maybe you have nieces and nephews or something else do not point them in the direction of enjoying sports because uh at some point their life will come crashing down because of ball ball and sticks or balls and nets or just it's really a terrible way to live life and don't do that to children yeah it's not it's not not a good thing yeah um, but I, you know, I, I think that, you know, sports, sports come to an end and there, there are other things to, to look forward to, um, maybe including, uh, you know, not, not having to work anymore. And, uh, in the news there, there was some talk of retirements and not quite retirements this weekend. Oh, yes. And it, it, it did have me thinking about something that Max and I know we've discussed before, which is, um, you know, that. We're relatively young, um, but one thing that I think from my first day of working, people started mentioning is is uh, retirement. And so this week, I I wanted to talk about that a little with you because we've had a dialogue about it before. And I think from the top, I want to ask when when someone mentions retirement to you, or they said they're they're retiring, or you know, we both have parents who are closer to that than we are. Um, what do you imagine retirement is? That's a good question. I think there's kind of two answers to it. There's the, the more traditional answer in my head, which is when someone works till they're 65 or so, and then doesn't anymore, and maybe does a little bit of traveling, but for the most part doesn't do much. Yeah. Um, that's kind of, in a sense, the, the classic vision. Um, and then I see, I see kind of a separate thing, a separate angle um, from a lot of stuff I read around more like uh, uh, financial independence mm, as yeah. a different term for what is essentially retirement. Yeah. Now, I think that in both of those, and I mentioned since the day I started working, because Essentially, the day you start working, if you're fortunate enough to work at a at a place like this, they start telling you about your your 401k plan. It's it, it very much is, I think, a white collar thing, but 
there is this idea that people should be saving not just for um, you know the, the uh, uh, you have an emergency your your car breaks down or, or you have to you break your leg and need a cast and it costs a bunch of money I don't know um, but also you should have separate money that you put away and don't look at until this retirement age and and you mentioned financial independence and um, this traditional way of retiring. And in both cases, those are uh, there's this idea that you start like taking from this account. And you don't know how much your financial independence or retirement is going to be. And I've, you know, I've asked a lot of questions about it, view of other people, but I've kind of come to the conclusion that saving for retirement is stupid. And the thing is, is I don't think, I don't think saving money for a future state is a bad idea. I don't think having this idea of, of uh, you know, a time when you're not working the same way you are now, I don't think that planning for that is a bad idea either. But I think we have this really weird concept of retirement, especially if you retire at 65, you know, cross your fingers Hopefully you've got a pretty good track of time after that. And you mentioned the traveling. Do you do you feel like you hear people who often, I know I do, who often say, "Oh, when we retire, we're going to go to China. We haven't we haven't ever been." Or or some big yeah, trip is probably. Yeah. I I mean, I'm curious how you feel about it, but and maybe we can link to this in the um in this article, but actually not this past year, but the year before. I I wrote on my uh, it was actually my birthday. I wrote a piece for for our website. A piece that sounds so, so dumb. I wrote a a blog, um, just saying like stop stop putting stuff off for later that you don't know that you'll be able to do later. I had a very very vivid moment in BWI Airport, and it was like a Tuesday. I'm traveling. I'm, I'm flying out to Seattle. I look around and it's just it's like a it's it's basically like a stable for uh, people in wheelchairs because they can't they can't walk as well anymore. And I thought I cannot do the things I want to do if I cannot walk well. And the last thing I want to do is not go to somewhere now and say I'll do it later. And then you know my joints stop working. I tear an ACL or, or something like that. So I mean, do you ever think about that when you're when you're saving for retirement? It's like I want to do this when I retire, or you hear people talk about I want to do this when they retire, and you might have the means to do it, but who says that you can do it? Yeah, I don't necessarily think about my own retirement as much as I think about just just you know investing and building wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, I prioritize vacations and trips a lot. Yeah. I definitely use all my allocated time off and go to all those places that I want to go because to your point you're you're right you don't know I mean um you know you can't really wait till you're 75 to try to do Machu Picchu because you're probably not gonna be able to do it yeah um not to mention that it's probably gonna be closed soon (laughs) um but separate reasons um I I think of it more just you know building up you know the time value of money is so valuable that the more you can save when you're young the more your money grows yeah, you know your money is working, and there is some point where you can save up enough that your money is actually earning as much money in a year as you make, and that's a really kind of crazy concept to to think about. So you mentioned building wealth, and I think this retirement savings is is different from that because 
in my mind, building wealth is I have no set goal. I just want to see you know how much I can raise off of my own back and 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 smart investing with by whatever means I take. I recently, as as recording it today, I finally took this step, um, and I and I have just a, a regular brokerage account, um, and I hadn't had one of those before because I've been doing the retirement thing. But that is different than the retirement thing, which is okay. I'm going to get to this point, and I'm going to start having to budget and and pay for myself. And this is something I know that you've dealt with too. The idea that, and I think people do it as they get older, but the idea that you're going to start at this point, you're going to say, okay, now I'm budgeting because I have this much left. I'm going to start paying myself. In my mind, and this is where the I think the disconnect comes in, is should the view be like, I want to, I want to save money in the form of investment, and I don't know how long I'm going to live. Uh, you know, there are unknowns, but I know that, I want to do these things at some point I might have a big life change and I might need to fund myself differently. I mean, do you think that that, do you think this difference between this, this block of money that you will pay yourself with once you stop uh, working versus let me just get as much as I can and I'll dip into it when I need to. uh, Do you think it's wise to have these two different things or... So I don't think they're actually different things. Now, I I will say that I think it's important for people to consider, you know, that that future stage where they may or may not be bringing in an income through their own work. And it's important to think about passive income and how to get your passive income or your savings to cover yourself when you cannot work, whenever that may be. The ideas behind a lot of the, you know, financial independence uh, blogs and whatnot. Yeah is more getting to the point where you no longer need to work. And they talk a lot about early retirement and whatever that means. It doesn't really matter. If you have enough money saved at 35, and by saved I really mean invested, that you can live off of that money based on you know conservative levels of, of growth, then you can go and do whatever you want. You don't have to traditionally retire. You can go travel the world. You can just live somewhere. Um I don't. I don't think that they're necessarily separate because you have to understand that these these retirement accounts, these these four hundred one ks and IRAs and Roth IRAs and even the um, the college plans, which is the five twenty nine. Yeah, five twenty nine. They're just vehicles to protect your money from taxes, based around usually getting to a specific age. But at the end of the day, it's just your money that you're putting investing somewhere, mm-hmm. and then you're getting it out. So it has to be factored in that yeah, if you put all of your savings into a, let's say, traditional 401k, you cannot access that money without paying penalties until you're, I believe, it's 59 and a half years old. Yeah. So you have to factor that in. So if you decide you want to retire or stop working or take a significant pay cut to, to accept your dream job, which is another thing that people want to be able to do, yeah. at 40, then you need to have to be able to pay for that lifestyle that you're used to from 40 till 59 and a half. And that's where I really focus on is the lifestyle that you're used to. I think a lot of those blogs focus on, you know, being comfortable with your kind of lifestyle, not succumbing to lifestyle inflation if and when you start to earn more and more money. And I think that that's really, really important because if you're struggling to save now and then you get a big raise and you decide, oh, now I can afford, you know, a $200 more apartment, yeah. then you're just going to be struggling to save. And at the end of the day, you know, you're saying you don't like saving. I don't think that's necessarily true. You're saying you don't like putting off 
experiences. So you have to you have to yeah. kind of decide what you what you truly value. So for me, it's the traveling. I love that, but there's other things that I could probably cut out of spending. And for every you know dollar that you save now at in your twenties is going to be worth a lot more in your. 40s even we don't have to go to 60 we can say 40s and that's the reason for saving it doesn't have to be this this image of retirement in the you know yeah. boca yeah and i think that either way it's not it's not so much an aversion to savings at all it's all savings it, it really is but it's it, it's really an investment in in a future self it's a, a future state of you think of it as retirement I, I have more my issue is more in like for this this future me that i don't even know who that person is but i can think of in terms of goals like yeah i'd really like to get this job how do i set myself up so i have a sense of how i'm living i don't make that work um and all of this i think that there's a lens and it's worth it's worth thinking about which is it seems like a uh, so talk about 401ks talk about 529 plans talk about different types of iras um it it is a very privileged thing and i, I think that's unfortunate that you have to be a almost necessarily a fortunate person to even have these thoughts of investing in a in a future self and, and i think that's really hard but it also speaks to i if i had a certain skill right now which i don't have any but if i did have a certain skill or 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 as we've talked about before you are in a certain area of technology and you are really very much skilled in that technology if all of a sudden that's not a, a valuable skill anymore, you're going to have to have a life change. You might have to, you might be in your dream job. You might have to go back on the job market. You might be out of the job market. Um, so that's definitely another layer to this is, should I think of it as retirement or a, I am preparing for the future, my future self that I think I know what it is, but also keeping in mind that my future self may not be in as good a position as i think i'm now it's preparing for a a big life change that is more of maybe an emergency but isn't that what retirement is that's a it's a huge lifestyle change definitely and you mentioned you mentioned the budget not the budgeting thing but thinking you know making sure your lifestyle doesn't uh grow in a way that's unsustainable uh, you know being above those means is is for me, I think that's a better way to think of it is, is how do I prepare, how do I grow enough, have enough income backed up so that that doesn't throw me off? Yeah, I think that's essentially the, the goal. And yeah, if you, again, I don't think you should separate that much. I don't like that word retirement, to be honest, that much because it is just a, a lifestyle change. And, you know, you should take advantage of certainly at least some of those tax-advantaged plans, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of ways to, you know, tax-advantage your money that don't necessarily force you to wait until you're 59 and a half. Yeah. And I think that's a really... uh, Yeah, ultimately, that's that's the core for me is is what what am I thinking about? I'm thinking about the future and and, uh, not necessarily this... Uh, a amorphous amorphous block of of time past sixty five. It's it's more thinking critically of of who I am and what I might do, or you know when I when I might want to do it. And uh, I think another unfortunate thing is I am learning about this, and it might be the same for you. I'm learning about this now. I've already been working for five years, 
and how these work, what's tax advantage, what's not. Um, and I kind of wish I knew about it sooner. In some ways, I feel like I'm starting too late and I'm 27 years old. Excuse me. I mean, is this something that you thought about right when you started working or you had to get experience from others like how, oh, this is the way this works or this is the way that works with, you know, what do I do with the money that I don't need every month? Um, I, I, that's a hard one to answer. I guess I've always been interested in personal finance. Yeah. So I've just like done enough research on my own to understand at least enough to feel comfortable. I mean, you can read some startling statistics online and make yourself, hopefully, if you're anywhere in, in, in our position or you're saving at least some, you feel much better about yourself than, you know, the... I believe average household credit card debt is above fifteen thousand, and the in in the U.S. Yeah. and the average um, retirement savings. Oh, I wish I knew the statistic. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to put a link to something that's gonna be way different from what I'm saying. But the the average household retirement savings is is, is right around that same amount. It's like it's like fifteen thousand. I mean, you can't you can't live off that for. Certainly not more than a year, so that's that's not a realistic you know nest egg. At the same time, I think a lot of these retirement calculators are are dumb, make make a lot of poor assumptions. I mean, everyone's everyone's needs are different, and everyone's wants are different. So, um, yeah, for me, it was it was always just kind of paying attention to uh, the inflow and outflow. Um, and you you mentioned something interesting, which is you know working in in tech, and I think that's fascinating to point out too, because I think a lot of traditional retirement is based around um you know labor-based jobs where it's a you, you can't you can't do that anymore um and that's probably different i don't i don't know statistics around like retire average retirement ages based on um different industries mm. but i think that'd be really interesting too i mean obviously there's industries that had or even still have you know, uh, powerful unions and, and pensions and whatnot, but there's a lot that don't. Yeah, I, and uh, I don't know. I think in, in some ways, uh, maybe it's more comforting not to, to think about retirement at all and just kind of cross your fingers and, and hope things work out because, you know, I don't I don't really know. I mean, Social Security doesn't really exist anymore. My 401k may or may not work. It's almost better to just, just trust it, wouldn't it be? And just think this will be fine, and and never never ask about the pension. There's a pension at, at my job if I work there for a certain period of time, but I've never really asked about it. Um, and I know there are certain rules and qualifications, but I, I'd rather not think about it. And that's that's the rub again, which is oh, retirement's great, or I have this idea retirement's great, but you also don't want to think about the realities of it, which is also if you fall down okay, you've budgeted this month every month, you know, you assume, this is another thing we haven't even mentioned, you assume, oh, I'm not going to have a, a, a mortgage or a rent anymore because I'll have paid off my house by then. Uh, it's, this is where it comes into, if you have an idea of what your lifestyle costs over these years, you know, how much you're spending month to month, that probably changes from year to year. It's sometimes good, sometimes bad. Maybe, maybe you got really into... I don't know, uh, antique bookshelves at, at one point in your life. And so you start spending a lot of money on that every year. So you have to rebudget. 
don't do that. I don't think that's a huge market or, you know, or maybe it's really great. Maybe you get a lot of enjoyment out of it. But again, if you're assuming that you're going to pay yourself every month for the last 20 years, maybe more of your life, I mean, you got to think critically about it. And that's why I'm, you know, something that is a little more liquid is sometimes seems better because maybe I do want to go to, I don't know, let's assume that they sell those bookshelves in, in actually Morocco. Maybe I want to go to Morocco and buy all the bookshelves now. And yeah, you know, for the next couple of years, I can't do as much fun stuff. But if if that's what's going to give you enjoyment, why not go do it? I don't, you know, don't bookmark that money for later when maybe maybe you do have paid off that mortgage. Maybe maybe you are a, a subsistence farmer somewhere, so you don't have to pay for food anymore. You just, you, you don't know. And if you've got a splurge now, you still, I, I think that's the nice thing too, especially for us, is if you splurge now and are thinking about it as we're talking about it now, that's not the worst thing. But you do have to think a little bit at least of, okay, I am going to have a future self. But I, that's that future self is not between now and 40 years. I mean, it's, it's on a continuum for the next however many years. I think that's the hard part. Yeah. No, I mean, nobody can see the future. Nobody can read the markets. I'm not here to creature giving out advice i would just say diversify don't put don't lock up all your money in so-called retirement accounts because then maybe in three years you're gonna want to buy a house and you don't have enough money for a down payment but at the same time i don't like the idea of you know you should put some money in there and it's not locked away i mean it's still your money yeah you can still get to it yeah you have to pay tax penalties and people say not to do that and you probably shouldn't but you still can yeah it's not you know behind a vault somewhere well hopefully it is but (laughs) it's still your money so you know you you do some research and, and pay attention to well then if it's still my money, but I can't get to it, why would I do it? And then you read about you know the tax yeah. advantages, and and you could say you know for instance there's there's the there's Roth IRAs where you you're putting post tax money in, so you can't deduct it. Um, you've already paid taxes on that money, but then when you take it out, you you don't pay taxes on the principal or the gains, which is fantastic. But that's according to current law. And if I put all my money into a Roth account now, it, it, that may not be the law when I yeah. choose to take it out, which is which is a depressing truth. But it's to, to your point, it's it's you have to go a little bit onto autopilot and just trust that yeah. the U.S. dollar is still going to be worth something yeah. in twenty years because it might not be, and then you're going to regret not buying Ethereum and uh, Dogecoin. It's <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I, I'm not gonna. I, I, I'm going I out of left the, field, and I don't want to drift too much. But the one thing you mentioned about the penalties, and that's that, uh, something I would I would like to mention is, yeah, you you should you should plan to be around for a while, and that future self to be be here for for a bit, and try to think out, okay, what what is between here and there, and how do I, you know, keep myself happy, but also when I stop, when there's a big life change, how to do that? And one thing you mentioned is is the penalties and. You know, maybe you do decide as, as someone we know decided, which is, hey, I want to go. I want to go back to school, and because I think it's going to make me happy. And then you go back to school, and it makes you so happy. You want to continue going to school. I, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that that's if if you decide, all right, I'm going to start over, and I'm going to, you know, make everything liquid. I, I don't know. I think that's fine, and and I think that that's. That's one thing to consider is that with the the future self is it's like I'm resetting my future self and 
I think that for us especially, they, we've we've got we do have time. I don't know. Even if you're old, we, hopefully we can go back to work at seventy if you really need to. I think I think saving for your future and investing in your future, whatever and whenever that is, is mm-hmm. super important. I say do whatever you can afford, and I would say it's never too early to start, and it's never too late to start. And and I, that is a thing that you know you mentioned. You feel like you're you're you're, you're behind the mark, and there's people at all, all different stages of their lives, and yeah, you just have to work. You have to do what's best for you. What's going to work out for you. And and I think that you know the one thing that I always look for is is perspective um, from different people from different places on the internet from different books. And maybe one thing that this as, as we talk about this, this will help us and maybe our our listeners or whomever. Which is that you should talk about this with people. We're very that's scared to do it. And that's that's why I opened this by asking you, what do you think retirement is? I don't think people know what it is. And we just talked about money, I will yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. That could have been a totally different yeah. philosophical and, question. But the thing is, is I think all the money leads up to, oh, I want, I want all the things that, that I want. And we don't, okay, well, how do you get there? What do you, What do you actually want? When do you want it? And those are questions we don't ask because they often lead to, as we just saw, money. And people... People don't like to talk about money. But... Except for some people. <laughs> except for some people. And, yeah, I, I mean, it's very easy to say, you know, m- money money is, is a construct and, and money isn't real. It's, it's a fiat currency! Yeah. And we talk about trust. We just trust that things will be there when we retire. Um, it's a very hard concept, especially when you think yeah. of it in that way. And it it helps if you have people that you find one person is like, you know, calm down, think about it this way. Or I was in your position twenty years ago because there are probably a bajillion people that are. It can be really helpful. And I don't know. I just hope that I can have more dialogues about it because it's it's helped me. And a lot of times I disagree with people, but that's fine. Yeah. No. It's. I would say. Yeah. I would say talk about money, and it's important to think about too that you know. Retirement is just the sta- in traditional sense. It's just that stage where you're now instead of living off of your work income, you're living off income from savings. Yeah. But nothing else theoretically changes unless you can't afford to do that. But it doesn't have to be that. It could be, you know, you could say, "Oh, I never want to retire because I love my job, so I'm not going to save." And it's like, well you should still save for whatever other reason. And even yeah. if you're saving so that you can go buy Moroccan bookshelves when you're when you're 40. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's fine. I mean, just... If you want to work forever, that's great. But if you want to take breaks from that, you want to take longer breaks than you do now, if you want to have unpaid breaks, you know, plan, plan for that. What I mean, that's what, in a lot of ways, it is. is plan for your unpaid breaks. And those can take whatever form they are. Bookshelves or vacations or i don't know you want to go take a baking class which maybe maybe i'll do that but uh, yeah i just it's worth talking about with people because it'll make you uncomfortable and i think we'll all be better for it but i don't know you have any last words on retirement or or saving for retirement no no i feel like i'm just recycling what i what i read (laughs) <laughs> I don't mean to, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it if comes you, off how it comes off. If we if we got it completely wrong, I hope I hope people will email us or contact us, tweet at us. 
Um, because tweet at us. Because, uh, because that's the current form of yeah, communication. That's because <laughs> if you have any stock tips, you can let us know. But yeah, you know, I'll just I don't know that I'm gonna fall. Uh, but yeah, let's yeah. let's let's open the, the POK, conversation. Pok. Uh, we're going for an IPO. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I money is is wild because of all the trust involved. Give it. Ironically, in in the face of I don't think money is also about doing better than than the other person. So trust, but also don't trust. I feel like I don't. I don't naturally. I feel like we're we live in an age of not a lot of trust in people, but money, be it being fiat currency, is inherently a trust based thing. That's why we have the blockchain. And on that note, and on that note, well, I, you know, I, I think this is the the time where where I apologize for something, and it's not for mentioning the blockchain. Um, uh, well, then we know what you're apologizing for next week. Yeah, that's true. Um, so as uh, I shared, I shared with a lot of people that I was going because I actually left work to go to it. I went to a conference about basically the future of mobility last week. Um. And there were different people there. There was Waymo, um, Toyota was there, uh, people representing Phoenix and Pittsburgh and kind of their, their planning areas were there talking about different ways they're dealing with really autonomous vehicles, which uh, apologize apologizing for this on a day in which um, a s- autonomous vehicle uh, struck a, a person and killed them. In um, Tempe, Arizona, I believe that's that's right. Um, and which is which is really unfortunate. Um, and I'm apologizing um, because in when I was a conference where we we're talking about these things in part, there was a representative from Lyft there. And I, as I shared with you all during you all during the conference, I was bothered by the hubris of the Lyft person. Um, who who said that uh, came out hot, made fun of the the DC Metro, which I'm a big defender of. One of these days we'll we'll have a podcast on it and I'll I'll talk about it. Um, and then had the audacity and continued this hubris to say that Lyft was not putting more cars on the road, um, it, or not adding to congestion, which is which is just not true. So I was very angry with with Lyft after this meeting. Um, And then, of course, and what I'm apologizing for this week is that evening I took not one, but two Lyfts, I think, back from from trivia or or whatever it was. So, um, yeah, this this week I I apologize for... um, you know, giving giving in to these mm. these big nasty corporations and giving them my fiat currency. I mean, at least you didn't take an Uber. They killed somebody. Oh, they did kill somebody. Yeah, that's that's true. That is true. So, uh, yeah, um, I think that brings right. us to uh, our big idea in pop culture. And uh, you're, you know, you're gonna bring us that one too. Yeah, I can't. I can unless <laughs> one strikes you at this moment. No, no. By all means. I was trying to look up um, uh, the stuff about stock earlier, and um, just just a quick thing from from Time Magazine at the end of 2017, which is not our big idea, but it is a big idea. The richest 10% of Americans now own 84% of all stocks. So when we talk about saving for our future selves, um, 84% of the 
these stocks are owned by 10% of people. So that's frightening. Um, but I have good news. I I'm have good news. good news. Um, Time reports today that, as you might be aware, there's this idea of tea and coffee are dehydrating. Yeah, well, diuretics, right? Diuretics. Now, I will read from the article. It's true that caffeine is a mild diuretic. Caffeine, that stuff that's in coffee and tea. Uh, which means that it causes your kidneys to flush extra sodium and water from the body through urine. If you're peeing frequently and thus losing lots of liquid, it's logical to think you could become dehydrated. But that actually doesn't work that way, explains Dr. Daniel Vigil, an associate clinical professor of family medicine at the David Giffen School of Medicine at the University of California, Los Angeles. Vigil says that you will not lose more fluid than you gain by drinking your coffee or tea. So essentially the idea is even though you might go to the bathroom a little bit or, or more often when you're drinking coffee or tea, you're still taking in more liquid than if you didn't, if you weren't drinking anything. Um, so, I mean, the idea of a diuretic, it's, it's not flushing out everything and everything else. So I think that that's it's good because I know, you know, Max, uh, we just were gone this weekend. I felt like I drank more coffee than normal. You've been trying to drink coffee less. Do you feel more hydrated than you did when you were drinking coffee? Uh, I don't know if I feel more hydrated, but yeah, yeah probably. I mean, I think something generally that, that we, we ran into this weekend and everyone should consider is just drink more well, liquids that aren't... <laughs> I was going to say, I drank a lot of beer. Yeah, I think that, I think that generally, like... You just you should drink more water, and if you, that means and you, low ABV beers, yeah. If well, uh, yeah, maybe cut down on the alcohol and and drink more water. And fine, if you want to add another cup of tea or or uh, pot of coffee, maybe instead, um, that's fine. Time Magazine says that it that's that it's okay now. I, I just think that that's a fascinating idea as as people are like oh let me drink a gallon of water no you can you can drink coffee and tea too just yeah. watch out for those imperial stouts all right oh yeah yeah i think it's anything under what is it four percent is hydrating oh that Maybe. sounds like a white old person's tale yeah it probably is probably someone in the retirement who's tired of those those kids who are who are buying stuff as opposed to living off a self-imposed stipend. <laughs> That's... <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. And don't rely on Social Security. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's... The social what now? Who? <laughs> um, all right. I think, that's, I think that's enough of our blabbering for one day. Uh, you know, Sean does this better than... Unless you have memorized it, Max. No, I would say, um, you know, by now you've heard the spiel. Yeah. Um, check us out on the Facebook, and the Twitter. Yeah. Um, Pretty tell okay your friends. Subscribe. Com is the website which you should check out. Yeah. Um, I have something that sh might be up there by now. I'm not really sure. Uh, you know, Max is a really good piece on things you should be watching, of which I will watch none of them. But you should. It's a it's a very fun blog. Um, and yeah, there will be music writing from our uh, you know Ian and Megan and. Uh, you should you should check it out. It's, it's worth it's worth your time. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think that's that's just about all for the week. We'll be back again uh, next week next to talk week. about something else. Something else. Uh, until then, uh, I am Pierce and I'm Max. Yeah. Bye. Bye.